0: You want me to get a record on mine? are we good?
1: It's already recording. But thank you for your concern. I definitely do appreciate it.
0: Nothing worse than getting through an entire episode of something and you're like, okay, well now none of that got saved.
1: Oh yeah, I've definitely been there. I did that just by myself one time and it was the most annoying thing
0: ever. Yeah, you're like, well I guess I'm never doing this podcast ever again. That's what I felt like all
1: right so this will work everything bothers him he's unbothered he calls it unbothered but that's what's cute because everything bothers him he's bothered i'm a botherina what's up everybody and welcome to yet another episode of unbothered by tyra vera that's right it's unbothered by tyra vera i'm your host tyra vera the absolute best lgbtq comedian in the world for anyone that's wondering, Snoopy Bijou, my co host, is currently enjoying a Whimsy's Alligator. Whimsy's Alligators, the never to be sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera, but we still give him a shout out and we still put our Amazon affiliates link for Whimsy's Alligators down below in the description box. Carla Salsa is the best thing in the world, official, actual sponsor of unbothered by tara vera i love carla salsa it's really coming coming in handy right now when i need to lose weight and get my body ready for summer so that's very helpful Uh, also carla put out a special edition 32 ounce uh jars of Carlos homemade salsa. Sorry. I'm a little off today because I'm completely sober. I've been completely sober for I don't know how many days. I still didn't figure it out. I know it's been over two weeks now, though. I think we're closer to three weeks, but I can't remember. I looked at it and I think it was a 31st. So whatever that is, we're probably 18, 19 days in. Um, anyway, So there's that but yeah Carlos homemade salsa put out a 32 ounce jar It's the unbothered edition for people that are unbothered by the amount of salsa that they consume I love Carlos homemade salsa and like I said, it's really coming in handy right now when I'm eating egg whites because I hate egg whites, but if we can Mexican them up I'm 100% down So anyway, today we have a guest. I told you guys we were going to end up having a guest. And my hair is a little bit messed up, but I kind of think it's cute. So I don't really care too much. So if I alfalfa at any point don't sweat it and don't act like you guys really care. You've seen me look worse. Let's be honest about that. We've all seen me look worse. And I don't know if my eyebrows are a little bit spocky from the Botox this time around. I'm still trying to figure that out. And once I figure it out, if they're spocky, then I can go have that fixed with more Botox. Uh, That's the way that works for anyone that doesn't know. But they do have a way of fixing it. But I like where my forehead is right now. And I like that I don't have that crease in the middle. And it's still got some movement. So we'll see what I do lately. I've just been drawing them down a little bit So there's a little FYI and a tip for you. Anyway, we have a guest today I told you guys we were gonna have a guest and true to my word. We are having Dylan Collins Dylan Collins is a friend fellow comedian and possibly a botherina answer the question dylan are you a botherina or not without question okay it's good to know good to know that i'm actually dealing with a botherina today
0: i know it's an honor to be on your podcast it's it's kind of weird because this is like this and tim dylan are like the only podcast i listen to so
1: yeah you know when i did tim dylan's podcast because i've done it twice now the patreon episodes um and it was weird for me because it was like actually being in my favorite show and so yeah. when he would talk to me it'd be like oh shit i'm supposed to say something and so i really enjoyed it but at the same time it was a little bit
0: surreal for me i must say when that uh page the most recent patreon episode that you're on came out it was such a treat because i had just subscribed to his patreon and i was like and you didn't promote it or anything it just like appeared and i was like get the fuck out of here
1: yeah be a better whore i think that's what that one was called was be a better whore it was.
0: I I had a lot of fun on that one.
1: We had gone out to dinner that night me him and Ben and mm-hmm. I've known Ben since like the open mics You know, like I I started my I started much sooner than he did So like, you know, he was doing open mics like pretty much exclusively and then I would come to do the open mics just to work On new material, but that's where I met Ben. So hanging out with both of them is very comfortable for me you know uh i wanted to ask you though there is something that i also wanted to oh yeah how did you originally find my podcast or how did you even hear about me
0: so i had to think about it a little bit and what had happened was i went to see a show at laughs unlimited and this was like pre-pandemic they'd like just renovated the showroom weeks after that and greg the greg wilson was there and, uh, and I started watching Gre- Greg Wilson Smashed. It was one of the best sets I've ever seen, I'll be honest. It was weird because he had the symbol, but it worked. It was great. But I started watching, he had a lot of uh, stand-up, like, classes videos. Yeah. And I started watching his videos, and then I think, your, like, after I subscribed, yours were recommended.
1: One of my... You were
0: doing the dailies at that point.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, I was doing the dailies. I, I debate on whether or not I want to do the dailies again. I think you should uh yeah i think i should too to tell you the truth but it's just so much work like editing every day is rough people don't understand that's the part like shooting them is quick and fun and You know, for a minute there, I was just putting them out. However they came out, I wouldn't even edit them (laughs) because I was being lazy.
0: Well, I feel like it was easier then because everything was like you didn't even have to dive deep into the news to like find out what was happening because they were like, look what Trump did today. So there was a lot of videos where you could come in and be like, actually, that's not the case at all. Yeah. Or I don't feel like that.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, now you actually have to, because they don't like to tell you. Yeah, they don't like to tell you anything. So now you actually have to know your shit, which I, that's a terrible thing to complain about, you know, when you're actually broadcasting something. Because even though people, like, joke about YouTube being, like, I do feel like you have to be at least somewhat factually correct. You can't just be a complete asshole, you know?
0: Right, cuz there's no credibility there.
1: And also, you know, everybody's a know-it-all on the internet. So everything you say you're going to have to uh, debate on some level.
0: Yeah, I'm not very good at staying informed, and I kind of prefer it that way, to be honest, it makes me happier. But
1: I don't blame you.
0: It does suck though cuz you feel people will make you feel like an idiot cuz they're like you didn't even watch that on the news. What they like lose like all faith in you as a person cuz you don't like know what the last thing that the president fucking did.
1: People are such goons, though, because usually if you talk to them, because I've made the mistake of really knowing things sometimes, and I've found that when I really know my shit, when I'm really on it, the people that pretend that they do really don't because you're like, no, if you actually read that article, you would see that it says the opposite of what you think it says or that story you're talking about was actually clickbait. And, you know, like it's <clears throat> these that's what gets on my nerves about people and why. I don't think it's worth it for most people to really pay attention to things like well, that. Well,
0: people aren't even reading the article. They'll see the keyword, the headline and they'll they'll pick that out. It's the same thing that Facebook does when they ban you. They're like, "Oh, you said white trash in the middle of the sentence, so we're going to give you a 30-day ban or whatever." There's no context doesn't matter anymore. Yeah,
1: well, that, you know, Facebook is just dumb. Like the other day I accidentally put hoe instead of how. Mm -hmm. uh hoe you know and i was
0: like how do you do something you're like and they'll go do you want to delete this it might be offensive and you'll be like okay and they're like too late you're banned
1: luckily it didn't ban me that time but i've had that happen where it just banned me right away one time i was joking with my friend rob salter who's a big man you know and like he's not at all insecure about that or that's not an insult even saying it He's it's just no a, secret yeah he's just a big man you know and like obviously not my type or whatever and he commented on one of my posts and then me sarcastically I said send nudes and as soon as I hit send on send nudes right away I got it and it was instantaneous so it was definitely the AI and not somebody reporting it mm-hmm. but right away I got banned For 30 days, I think that one was, or maybe that one was seven. I can't remember because I got hit with the 30 right after. You know, that was one of those. So annoying. Yeah. And I got the 30 because I got the seven, you know what I mean? And
0: And it's important to promote your content. And, like, it's so important to uh, promote the shows that I do, like, on Facebook to create, like, an event and share it and stuff. So it it literally will cost me money if I get banned for 30 days.
1: Same here. I've had that happen when I've had big shows coming up, and then all of a sudden I'm, like, banned, and it wasn't even for arguing. It's like I didn't even know that was going to be offensive. I was joking with a friend. Like, when I did that with Rob, there's no way I thought send nudes. Was gonna get me banned or I was being like, oh, I'm gonna be naughty. You know, it was just me being silly with a friend but It is what it is and you just learn to get smarter You know Facebook Facebook jail is like real-life prison like people just get smarter. It's like alright I got to find ways to work around this. right right and you're from the Chico scene I want to talk to you about a few things and I don't really care about order or anything like that when it comes to this podcast I'm sure you've already noticed uh, it's pretty it's pretty relaxed around here and however I want to do it. But um, uh, you're in Vegas right now for what reason? Because Dylan is from the Chico scene. Uh, well, Dylan kind of is the Chico scene. right uh, that's now.
0: That's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. So because you run the mics there or a couple of the mics and was there much to do outside of what
0: you're putting on or no and after covid uh when they shut everything down i started uh my thursday mic back up again which i was doing on tuesday pre-covid and i canceled it just because i wasn't making enough money to make it worth hanging out at that bar all the time but then uh, yeah all everything that happens in chico is because of me nobody else is putting on another show
1: yeah so what do you have right now like uh how many shows do you do a
0: month uh, every Wednesday Every Thursday The Wednesday one is garbage But the Thursday one is really good Okay It's almost a shame That it's an open mic Because we get like 30 audience members mm-hmm. So it's like a shame That I'm throwing up there People that are Terrible and 20 of them.
1: And when you say garbage, is it just because it's not very it's well It's because it's an indoor
0: bar show, and it's just the, the, the people that go to that bar hate the uh, comedians. And then none of the comedians stay inside and watch. So that by the time the last person's up there, it's just the bartender and the host.
1: Was that the one where the guy was bleeding, or was that somebody else's
0: mic? No, so that's uh in Sacramento. Uh, they do a mic. It's called Do the Work open okay. mic. And uh, it's at Scoreboard in Citrus Heights. So what happened there was... The host was being a little aggressive i will say and he was like telling this lady to shut the fuck up yeah and he's like you need to shut the fuck up and she like snapped and walked it was like a road rage in- road rage incident where you like don't realize how mad the other person is uh uh-huh. she walked over and threw a fucking bottle of miller miller time it was Miller right, time, right? <laughs> Apparently,
1: it was Miller time
0: and it started bleeding so bad. And so that happened
1: in Sacramento. And but wasn't the lady saying the N word or what was that? She, I
0: heard that she might have said the N word. There's a lot of black people there and she was hell mad. So, you know, I, I, I didn't hear her say that, but she might have.
1: Yeah, that's what I had read on. I think Jackie Pearl's post was that. Well, if Jackie know.
0: Pearl said it, you know, her her word is good enough for me
1: Jackie Pearl's a good lady and she's funny and she's cool and I, I like her so I trust her too I mean like that's what she said on her post and mm-hmm. I guess she it sounded like from the way her post read it seemed like she had heard that for herself
0: it was a really bad situation and uh, the lady did go to jail uh, other comedians were trying to like fight the guy that she was with and it was just it could have been really bad for more than just her well she did have to go to jail she did well the the guy wanted to press charges and you don't usually see that but he was hella mad because he was he had a dent in his head
1: yeah well i could see the way he was bleeding i could see
0: that being like a, where i think he liked it he was like he knew how great it was gonna look on facebook the next day oh yeah well there was some of that he too. didn't wipe the blood off all night he left it on his face like the whole oh, time oh my god yeah and, that's kind of and then they started the fucking mic back up which was the most crazy thing i've ever seen like an hour and a half later after the police left they're like all right guys who's next oh <laughs> yeah
1: well i <laughs> (laughs) seen some crazy like things like like that
0: happen yeah for sure on that one
1: i I know how that goes these comics are savages when it comes to stage time they're like let's do it anyway i don't care
0: those guys at that mic are like i mean i i used to be like try to make say the most offensive thing anthony jeselnik was somebody i really wanted to emulate like early on yeah and that's not how you're going to become a successful comedian like you have to be bookable and those guys really aren't bookable because they're just so like it's free speech we're gonna say whatever the fuck we want and it's like yeah you can do that at the open mic forever but that's not really gonna translate to people that book shows.
1: You're very smart for that because I've had people say that about me before like in front of me and I correct them because people are like Ty Rivera would never change what he does. Ty Rivera had to think about what he was doing both times he did Comedy Central. Ty Rivera had to think about what he was doing when he did Logo Network. Like a lot of stuff I've done I've had to think about and also you know like I adjust if I have to. Now it's I've been doing this long enough that I think about whether or not it's worth it for me because there's a lot of things that aren't worth it for me, like if you're just doing like a, you know, I'll pay you thirty dollars show, mm-hmm. and you want me to do like a forty-five minute clean set, you can fuck off. I'm not gonna do forty-five minutes clean. I'm not gonna think that much because I really do have to think about it at this point because I've gotten so used to doing what it is I want that I'm not really thinking in the way of clean. Yeah, I don't even think in those terms in a lot of cases. Like clean versus dirty anymore because I'm just kind of like, yeah, I say what I say and it comes out how it comes out and audiences like it. And as long as the audience laughs, I go on to the next one and I don't really think about, you know, what's edgy, what's family friendly. But I think also with a person like me, I kind of got burnt on that at a particular point because there was a point for a long time there, where if you were gay, you weren't going to be considered family friendly, no matter how much you cleaned it up, unless you just completely didn't mention you were gay. Right. So when that's it, you do get kind of like, all right, well, if I'm never
0: going to be well, and that's not possible because like you put makeup on and you, you the way your tattoos are, you look gay. But where Tim Dillon could, you would never know.
1: Yeah, but you know, like a lot of cases I don't have makeup on, you Mm. know what I mean? Like a lot of times I would just be me like I think a lot of times. Well, I know with eyeliner, a lot of times people think I'm wearing eyeliner and I haven't had eyeliner tattooed on and I don't wear eyeliner. So. Most of the time people think that I've done something to my eyes and I haven't like Mm -hmm. that's and I wouldn't care. I would tell you like, you know, obviously we're recording this right now. I'm wearing makeup. I don't
0: mind. Yeah, you admitted you had Botox. Yeah. And so
1: like it wouldn't be like I'd be like, oh, I would never get, you know, eyeliner tattooed or whatever. I would do whatever the fuck I wanted to do, but I just haven't ever done that. Mm -hmm. And so like sometimes people think I'm wearing makeup. But yeah. And with me, I do feel like outside of that anyway, it's obvious that I'm gay. And so what am I going to do? Talk about my wife? Talk about my girlfriend? It right. w- wouldn't be very convincing and I wouldn't feel authentic doing it anyway.
0: Yeah. And you'd be writing jokes that like had nothing to do with your life.
1: Exactly. And, y- you know, a lot of the stuff I do, even though it's crazy, is about my life or my life experiences or my point of view. So trying to write from a point of view that it's something other than what I am would also be like, you know,
0: not make sense. Yeah. it's like Why are you doing this? Like, you know, you could do something to make a lot more money if you wanted to sell out.
1: Oh, yeah. And I could have taken that road, you know, much sooner if I wanted to. Right now I'm at the point of no return with that part of the situation where it's just kind of like you just stay the course and keep doing you and make this happen the way you need to make it happen. Because that exit was several miles back and it's, you know, you're not going to make a U-turn on the freeway. Right. Um, and what are you doing in Vegas right now? I say that like you don't have a reason to be here. What are you doing
0: here? Yeah. So what happened was uh, I had to go visit. My mom passed away and we, I had to fly out to Colorado and it was just, it was almost just as expensive to, um, to just book a room and a flight. I mean, I've spent a bunch of money at the hotel, so Uh that's how that goes. But it was, I had the days off and I was like, fuck it. It was between here and I wanted to go to New York for a couple of days, but it was just so expensive and I didn't have a place to stay out there. So.
1: Yeah, and do you talk or have you, here's the deal, I just knew you from us chatting on, I I know you started watching my stuff, and then I don't remember if it was Facebook or Instagram that we started chatting through, but we became friendly on social media, Mm -hmm. however it happened. And so, and I knew that you were always with your grandparents, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something I've noticed from your Instagram stories and stuff like that, which for anybody that wants to check Dylan out, where's the place that they can find you? Dylan Comedy on uh, Instagram.
0: And it's D-I-L-L-O-N. Yes, the correct way. Yeah, Dylan comedy. tired of all these other Dylans, fucking it up for me.
1: Is that the the real way? My <laughs> that...
0: childhood was so tough. I could never find like the license plate with my name spelled correctly on it. What was it? D Y L A. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck those Dylans.
1: Okay, you and Tim Dylan are the same type of Dylan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. So uh, Dylan comedy is you on Instagram, mm-hmm. and then Facebook. Dylan Collins, you can just add me. Yeah, just Dylan Collins. Okay, so I knew that you lived with your grandparents because mm-hmm. I always see you with them, and I just assumed you live with them. You know, as, as, as you guys were doing a bunch of yeah, home. Yeah, not type like I'm taking stuff. care of them or anything. And you're always what's it called, uh, giving your grandma hard time. Oh yeah. Like taking over the TV and she hates
0: what you watch. Yeah, she doesn't really. Uh, she doesn't like the stuff that I put on sometimes. Like I put on the Tim Dillon show for her before. She's like, nah, this is not it she didn't like it she fucking hated it what does she like she likes rachel maddow okay i've come so far in the last like since 2016 when i was a huge hillary clinton supporter Uh because i was blind about it i just i was that was the environment i was raised in and i started you know i I voted for hillary she lost and i was like that's when it all changed i was like oh my god maybe the news isn't always fucking right because they were like 99 percent certainty i lost money i had I had money bet on Hillary Clinton winning because I was like, it's a surefire thing. Everybody thought that. Yeah. Even the person I bet, he was like, what the fuck? As a Trump
1: supporter. Well, yeah, that makes sense. The person that you bet felt that way, because I'll tell you, as a Trump supporter from the beginning, from pretty much when he first announced, when I actually had to vote I just voted and was like, "Okay, here it goes. Just put it out there and let the universe do what it does. Mm -hmm. But I really did feel like everybody else because the news had really convinced us, you know. And if you notice, I think most Trump supporters felt that way, because if you notice on social media right when we got up to election time, Trump supporters went pretty much silent.
0: Yeah, and also, like, who are, who are they polling? And who, these people that answer, they're like, hey, do you have time to answer this poll? The people that say yes to that are probably old and voting for Hillary.
1: Yeah, well, they've updated the polling system, but at that time, they were doing it on uh, landlines, too. So it's like, who, who
0: even f- has landlines anymore? My house. That, that's who they're pulling they're pulling my grandparents yeah well
1: that makes sense that's what i was gonna say yeah that makes perfect sense but that's what you're talking to so it's kind of you know you're not gonna get the best read from that when everybody that we know has cell phones and pretty much uses them exclusively like it i don't doesn't have a answer landline.
0: phone calls that you don't see the like, yeah and i and don't have a landline to... here i don't you know yeah. i wouldn't even
1: consider getting one every once in a while they try to coax me into getting one on you know when i have to um renew my internet or stuff like that mm-hmm. once a year that deal runs out with Cox and then they try to get me to you know upgrade and they're like we can give you a package and I'm like look I'm going to go to CenturyLink which is a total bluff I'm not going to CenturyLink ever but if you say that they'll give you they'll extend your deal for another year and sometimes you'll even get less when they fuck up like this week this time uh they fucked up with me and I was like yeah, I just well, will. That,
0: like with my stay at the strata. I just immediately complained to the guy and I wasn't even like asking for shit I was just like yeah, it was kind of shitty last time and he's like, oh sir We'll upgrade you right now and I was like, oh, okay So now from from now on whenever I'm dealing with customer service, I'm gonna complain. Yeah, and you should Yeah,
1: you definitely should and also the truth is Most of the time there is a valid reason to complain, right? You know, like if you really think about it most people let a lot of stuff
0: slide Especially me. I'm a huge pushover.
1: I'm not anymore. When I was younger, I was a lot more like that and I got fucked over a lot. And then it just finally got like, all right, let me really stand my ground about these things because these people care less about me than I do about them. When I'm worried about being polite and not hurting feelings and all the things we're raised Mm -hmm. to do, you know, like you're supposed to be passive
0: well i've uh, i've come a long way since like especially since like starting stand-up again after uh the few months off for the shutdown mm-hmm. not like i don't want to take any shit from any of these goddamn people that are trying to fuck me like i had one comic he hit up a, a booker of a show that i was gonna close out which i had no business being closing it out but it, if you offer me a 30 minute spot i that's what's gonna make me better yeah but then another comic was like hey dylan vouched for me and uh and then the booker hit me up hey this guy just vouched for you Uh, so he's on the show and I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm like, pull him off the show. Like, and it wasn't even somebody that I would have vouched for in that situation. Comics should never do that. Comics should never
1: assume that they, you know, that you vouch for them and just... Sell themselves as you know. You vouch
0: for them when you haven't. I'm I'm big on that too. It pissed me off so bad. That was like the worst thing anybody's ever done to me since I started doing comedy. Yeah, I was like, well, I think you?
1: somebody's done worse. I remember that girl that was really hot on your ass and mm-hmm. d- trying to completely shut you down. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that crazy that you were dealing with, which that person tried to suck me in for a quick second i blocked her on every platform and was like nope this won't happen on my shift right you know this isn't my headache at all um but what i was gonna ask you was do you talk about your mom at all or why you're not why you live with your grandparents Sure, we
0: can get into that so uh when i was 10 months old my mom and dad they were both doing a lot of drugs uh honestly they were probably doing drugs when i or my mom was probably doing drugs when she was pregnant with me i know she smoked the whole time Mm -hmm. like i'm super lucky that i came out as normal as i did But uh, my dad took me when I was 10 months old to California from Colorado to live with my grandparents because uh, just a better situation. And, uh, you know, there's a custody battle for years, but my mom never got me back. And by the time I was old enough to be like, yeah, I want to live with grandma.
1: So you were with them from the time you were 10 months old? Pretty much my whole life. That makes sense. I mean, like, you know, as if that was the situation going on, mm-hmm. I know a lot of kids like that, you know, that, yeah, that was just the better situation. There's just so
0: many, like, the they say that, like, oh, the the epidemic or the heroin or whatever epidemic is hitting really hard now. Well, that shit hit really hard back in like the early nineties and like back then people were all fucked up. But see, now it's actually looked
1: at as a problem, which it is. Mm. But back then it was just like, these people are messed up and they're the dregs of society and we should shun them. Now people are smart enough to know that treatment should be an option or there should at least be some steps taken towards helping people rehabilitate rather than just throwing them in jail or the old school ways or just, you know,
0: no longer part well, of their family. And it, it was really unfair for like the guys would always get fucked over and like in the, my family's experience were like like something like my mom would be like yeah he did this and that and then they would go to j- my dad would get put in jail and my mom would be able to just do whatever the fuck she wanted
1: yeah and did you end up having a good relationship with your mom when you got a little older yeah you're we how g-
0: old now do you tell your age yeah i'm 24 okay yeah we uh we had a good relationship our entire life up until like the last two months we weren't talking at all and then she died why did you guys get into it or is it personal so what happened was uh somebody posted a stand-up clip uh just an open mic not like without my permission or anything uh-huh. and i was shitbagging on her yeah and it was it was not it wasn't even funny like it was and she called me at like three in the morning and i was like don't fucking call me with this shit like i don't want to hear that like i don't need that drama in my life too
1: yeah and you were just venting on stage
0: yeah i was just trying some shit out a lot of us have done that mm-hmm. it's too bad that that got posted it, it's fucking horrible
1: yeah, no, because I I've done that before, too, where I've said things about my family and I didn't mean them in that way. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they might have been true or the base of them might have been true, but I didn't mean what I was saying in those moments. And it would just like. I'm lucky that nobody ever posted that kind of stuff or even recorded it.
0: You see so many people recording and like uploading like open mic. Like I did a show uh, in Sacramento last Monday. it was It was before that open mic. Uh-huh, and the fucking producer was live streaming the whole show. I'm like, why? For who? Who's watching this live stream on Facebook right now? Yeah, unacceptable. It makes zero sense. Like, you know, if that's the theme of the show, I get it. It wasn't. It was just a guy with a fucking with his camera. It, he's sitting in the front row. Too. But
1: yeah, that should never happen like that. I do agree that that shouldn't be an actual thing. So, how'd your mom die, or what? A, what
0: a, They're still uh, determining the cause. They thought it was an overdose at first, and yeah. it probably obviously was drug related. She had COPD at the end, so she could barely breathe. That's a lung. She smoked her whole life. And she would smoke through that. Like, she was about to get the hole in her neck for sure. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it was probably a heart attack, most likely.
1: That's where I don't talk shit because I smoke cigarettes and nothing's going to make me stop. So, if the the hole comes... Fuck! It, literally, yeah, I'm, I'm a ride or die when it comes to these cigarettes. You'll have
0: an extra hole to show on grinder,
1: <laughs> and I'm not even gonna lie to you and be like, you know, I would quit smoking right then and be like, no, we'd ride this one out. Yeah, literally. Yeah, if I'm already getting the fucking hole, might as well.
0: Yeah, but they're still investigating the cause of death. They wouldn't give us her phone back. The police, so they're still, they're doing their fucking police shit. Yeah, I don't, it does, I don't really care because like. Like, I had such a good relationship with my mom, though, like, most of our life, and pretty much nobody else in the family really did. Yeah. So, I don't really feel like, like, there's that much left on the table. Like, we had our fun. I have good memories. So, I can, it's something I can just let, let it be. Like, whatever. I'm glad she shouldn't commit suicide. That would have fucking bothered me.
1: Yeah, no, I've talked about my sister the same way and people have thought I was being insensitive But I think when you know people that are addicts you eventually get to that point because Mm -hmm. you accept that It's gonna be unpredictable and so you kind of know the way it's headed And there's a chance that it won't head that way, I guess but you know the people that really clean up that fully clean up after living that life for years and years and years they're never the same again, and they're never happy.
0: Yeah, the damage was uh, has been done, you know?
1: Yeah, it's never like, you know, well, one day they just went back to being normal people, and they were, it's like, yeah, they got a job at the 7-Eleven, and she, they were doing their best to keep their head above water, but it wasn't a happy life, it wasn't a good life. They were sober, and that was the only thing.
0: Yeah, my mom was doing really good. She had her own business, it was landscaping, so she was working way too hard. Oh, it, really? It's called mow Down. Nice. Uh, But yeah, she made pretty decent money doing that because Colorado, everybody's old and they need snow shoveled half the year and their lawns and shit trimmed. She had just graduated uh, from college, though. So she did turn it around. She was trying. But she was also getting money from, you know, like it's not like she was just like, I'm going to get this education for, you know, to prove to everybody like they were sending her financial aid and she knew she was going to get a better job. So, okay, but she was doing drugs the whole time through it well she used to say she's like if you don't like what i'm doing don't look
1: that's a good i i you know i'm i'm kind of down for your mom now that i know this your mom mom, sounds pretty great you know she was fucking awesome yeah well and that's too bad but that's the way life goes like you know with my sister um the way that it worked was we didn't talk for at least a year before she died but like maybe two months before she actually died we made up and so we left it in a good place but people always ask me if i regret like the year that we didn't talk leading up and i don't life is life so Mm. i you know like I don't, and I feel the same way, like you said, like, you know, we were in a good place. I don't feel like there was a lot left on the
0: table. It just was what it was. Yeah. My brother, uh, my mom had three kids. I was the youngest, the second, the middle child, Danny, he like took care of everything. Like shout out to Dan for, uh, and also my cousin, Jessica for like coordinating all the funerals. Like we didn't have a funeral, but the celebration of life and shit. Cause, uh, and our oldest brother, he hadn't talked to her in like 20, like fucking years. Yeah. And he, he didn't even give a shit. He was like good. And so where are your other brothers, or were they raised by her? It's all over the place. Custody battles and all this shit. The, the oldest one was raised by my mom after he was like 10 years old because he lived with his grandma, but his grandma died. Okay. I, I think there was some weird dynamics. I don't know. I found—I heard a lot of stories that I didn't really know the, the details to until I went out to Colorado last week. So I'm still trying to piece together what I thought I knew and what I've been told and who's telling the truth and what actually happened. But it's all it's all water under the bridge now
1: yeah it is what it is mm-hmm. literally. so then uh, you started doing comedy how long ago now?
0: I started doing comedy in uh, like summer 2018 or 2017. I don't know it's it's been it's going up on four years. okay, it'll be four years in August if you don't count the pandemic, which is kind of hard to.
1: Yeah, especially
0: it it being so new like if you're 10 years in and then you take a year off it's like you've already like cut your teeth and shit for a long time But losing out on a year early on really is losing out on a lot of time Yeah,
1: I just passed 18 years Mm -hmm. and even then it does It did affect it because you have like especially a person like me. I was so used to going up all the time And then you take that away and I still find myself. I just came back from El Paso where I was headlining there and I still find myself sometimes like, what was the joke I would do there? You know, like you still have Mm -hmm. to think about what it is you're doing. And it has the, cause one of the things that first struck me about Dylan Collins or his situation was he had somehow angered this crazy girl and this crazy person was a lawyer, believe it or not.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it goes to show that anybody can do anything they want in life. Like, because she is out of her fucking mind.
1: And at first, uh, I remember I asked you, I was like, you know, is she even really a lawyer? And then you sent me something. That yeah, I mean, verified. if you go to school
0: for long enough and you complete all your assignments, they give you the degree. It's not like you have to be some some ground. It's not like comedy where you have to be unique and like actually have something to offer. Like yeah she but just she, went and graduated
1: but you would expect better from an attorney
0: or I would you know I mean I would expect her to abuse her time in a more productive way because she's like I was top one percent in my class and I'm like and this is what you're doing with your fucking career and what did you do originally to anger her So what happened was I shared um, somebody had posted it was like it was a, one of the hackiest jokes ever It was like when people are are like oh blue lives matter just remind them. That actually all lives matter because the same people that say that blue lives matter, no, all lives matter. So I said that. She took it out of context and was like, because it's a joke making fun of the conservative angle on that. Yeah. And she was like, she posted one of the fucking Nazi flags with the American flag, the blue lives matter flag falling off. Okay. And I was like, okay. And then my brother started commenting on it and she was like, and she, she like posted a picture of him and was like, he fucking kills black people. And what I said that really pissed her off was she, she accused him of killing black people. And I was like, he's only shot two. Okay. And she thought that I was fucking serious or something. She's like, he's a cop killer. Or, I don't know. She she just took, she would take jokes on the internet and be like, oh, they're serious.
1: Yeah. And, but she went crazy. Like, didn't she accuse one of your friends of sexual assault? Isn't that she something She did. She
0: set him up. What happened was uh, she, she was hanging out with him because he, he didn't he was like oh be nice to this lady like we can just kill her with kindness you know yeah and they were hanging out until like three in the morning drinking with another buddy of mine sam mallet and uh and my my buddy phil who this happened to he uh he the the chick like tried to seduce him kind of was like let's go back to your house they're in his room and he grabs her boob and then she cries sexual assault I'm sorry, but if you drink with somebody until 3 in the morning and go back home with them and they don't grab your boob, that's fucking weird. Like, what are you doing here right now?
1: Well, you would assume that that's the way it was going. Any, To me, any logical person would assume that... And we're going to yeah, fuck. Especially back to the room. Like, I can understand if he grabbed her boob
0: in a bar. Yeah, or like, you know, it, yeah, exactly. Then she's like, we were just drinking as buddies. But, but even at that point, she could be like, don't do that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my bad. I thought that was what you wanted. But she, she c- claimed sexual assault. She never actually did anything. She just posted on social media a lot.
1: Yeah, well, at least she didn't turn it into a. Because le- maybe she's a little more sane than I was thinking if she did. Well, didn't-
0: she got another project that she started worrying about the homeless people in Chico. Okay. Because there's a conserv- a new conservative city council and they're trying to shut down, they're trying to kick out the homeless people pretty much.
1: So is she no longer doing stand up?
0: <laughs> uh she never did stand. She did like she came to my mic and got up once.
1: Yeah, cuz she was going to all of your mics it seemed what's And, and the she signs. was banned.
0: We we the not even my choice cuz other the other comics were like don't silence her. Every it's censorship and it's like no, fuck everybody's like I can tell anybody I want that they can't come to my mic from like, you know, I I listened to all the other comics and then it made, it escalated it. But the venue was like yeah, she's never allowed back.
1: And I can see why that would be like. You're, well, she was
0: threatening to sue the venue and, and blaming them. They're like, we were hanging out here the night that I got sexually assaulted, and the uh, venue's like, well, that's not our fucking problem. Like,
1: yeah, you're hurting somebody's business, and it's over something that's not even really a thing. Something that you're just trying to turn into
0: a thing because you're mad. She at still other tries people. to, uh, bo- you know, reach out and bother me, but fucking, I'm over it. Does she? Uh, Comment like, on your stuff? Or what I'll you put saying? out, like, an ad for a show that I'm doing, and, sh- like, there was a huge thread on one of them where she's, like, fucking gross, and other people were like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, honestly, nobody has her back that has any credibility. So it's not even something that I'm worried about anymore. Yeah, it seemed like nobody had her back. It seemed like it was her own little mission. I mean, she's... Uh, there's people that have, you know, that don't like me because of her, just because of her word. Because, you know, she, she doesn't even live in Chico, but she's just there all the time, lingering... Mm-hmm. And people, they just hear one thing, and they're like, okay, that's the truth about that. Without doing any research or using their, like, common sense.
1: Yeah, and you said you fly out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So last night, you just did the one show, is that correct?
0: Yeah, the one at... Um, 18 Bin. 18 Bin. Yeah, and I headlined that
1: one. I was... People say that room's impossible.
0: I did terrible, but I've done worse. You know... It is what it is. Exactly.
1: What? I didn't think you did terrible, but I, you know.
0: Th- I'm not one of these people that com- gets off stage and is like, I fucking killed. Like, even if I did well, I'm usually still like worried. I'm like, oh, I did that one part. I could have done a little better. Me too, on-
1: or I know where I stuttered. Mm. you know i yeah i'll have hourly great sets and you know last night i had a lot of fun at 18 bin i'm gonna tell you guys that and that's why i tell people like really any room you could do it, it's just a matter of experience and learning to actually accept that sometimes in certain rooms things aren't going to go exactly the way that they usually do in other rooms mm-hmm. and so if you drop that standard and don't turn into a spoil sport because you don't think the audience is giving you what they're supposed to give you or the audience isn't giving you what you rightfully usually get when you're in a more packed room or in a different audience then a lot of times you'll have a better set Mm -hmm. you know cuz overall I had a really good set and everybody knows that everybody would agree with that but me knowing what my jokes usually get there were certain points where a joke wouldn't get anything in some cases Compared to what it usually gets, you know. You, sometimes there were points last night where just on stage, because I will assess what it is I'm doing, because otherwise you're going to eat shit for the opposite reason, because you're mm-hmm. not being, uh, you know, alert or aware or present, you know. But um, there were points where I was like, okay, that joke usually really kills, and they didn't. It didn't even. But then it's a bar, and it's, you know, when you were up. You had a tough, and I'm not going to name any names, but you followed somebody that didn't do the best and also wasn't trying. And that's what I don't really care for. Like, people think I'm just hard on people with stand-up, but when people don't really try, that's what gets on my nerves. It's mm-hmm. just like, you're not really trying.
0: Yeah, it's definitely annoying. And, I, and nobody like nobody wants to hear people bitching about. Like I, I hate when I go do shows with people and they're like, this room's going to suck. And I'm like, then don't go like the show will get better if you don't be on. like most of the people that complain a lot about shit aren't even good. And if you say that to the
1: audience, then you've already put that in their head that it's going to suck. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling
0: prophecy. It's It's like like shitting on food service workers. You're like, oh, this is taking forever. Like, don't be mad at the fucking few people that decided to be there.
1: There's also sometimes discrimination, which I got somebody in trouble for the other day. Well, fired for the other day. But that happens with uh, food service sometimes.
0: Yeah, well, you just be nice to all the customers. Like, it doesn't matter what, like.
1: Well, that's what you would expect, you know, that people would be Mm -hmm. just as nice to you as they are to everybody else. And that situation was so legit, disappointing, and upsetting. Because people in, like, the people I deal with in regular life don't understand that things aren't the same for me as they are for them you know like in my case a lot of times when i'm catching up with a friend or i'm going to dinner with a friend yeah there's the times that it's like anybody else having dinner with a friend but that's not usually it like for me in a lot of cases it is a situation where i haven't seen this person in years i might not see them in years again and so i really just want to catch up and i really want things to go as smooth as possible because I'm trying to really enjoy my friend's company. And so I will put up with a lot, you know, like I waited a long time for them to take care of us just because I didn't want to make a scene and I did want to just enjoy time with my friends. But there is a point where just your hunger takes over. And the fact that you start to get like if everybody else was waiting then and they're really it was really slammed like that because I know what it looks like when a restaurant is slammed. But, you know, if everybody else was in that position, then I would have been fine. But when you notice everybody else is happily enjoying their chips and salsa, you're just like, okay, well, why is everybody else being treated like this? And then I'm... And it's
0: a restaurant. They're supposed to get you in and out as quickly as possible.
1: That's what you would hope for, especially That's what on I a want. Sunday.
0: I, I want... If I see customers walking up, I'm like, how do I make them go away without complaining? Yeah. As quickly as possible.
1: And especially on a Sunday when it's packed, you know, because when we got there, it was packed. Originally, Mm -hmm. they told us it was going to be a 40 minute wait and it ended up being around a 30 minute wait. So they weren't far off the mark. But I know that you always have to say longer just so people don't come to you in 30 minutes. And like, you know, why am I still waiting? You know, because if you tell people 30 minutes and then they're waiting for 40, they're going to get pissed off. Right. So figure they're gonna have 20 and tell them they're gonna have 40 that way they're relieved when they get in earlier than they planned on so that part you know but it was legitimately busy so i didn't mind that
0: well maybe it's for the best that uh you know it sucks that that guy got fired for him but you know maybe he shouldn't have been fucking working in food service anyway maybe he needs to take some time and figure out what he needs to do with the rest of his life so he doesn't have to be mad at the customers just for fucking wanting to eat there.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's his calling. And mm. even the way he dealt with me when, cause I was trying to be cool. I was just like, I'm so used to being in restaurants and when stuff like that happens, usually what happens is it doesn't become an issue because a good manager, would just be like, oh, I'll run to the back and grab you chips and salsa. The servers are just slammed right now. They would yeah, make up an just, excuse, or this guy's
0: new or whatever. Yeah,
1: even if it's bullshit, they would make up an excuse and make sure that they smooth it over. You know, yeah, you, they could use that. This guy's new or this girl, because it was a girl. This girl's new. We'll go ahead and put a more experienced server on your table, and then you don't have to deal with her for right now. You know, she's busy. So, and I would have been fine with that, but. Just being a complete asshole on top of it and not doing your job. It's like, okay
0: Well, if you're not good at this job, maybe you don't need it and you still had one more show to do I think the next night, right? (laughs) That night. It was that night. So I guarantee, like, the last fucking thing that, like, the owner wanted was, like, oh, the person that's headlining the comedy club is going to go talk hella shit about my restaurant in front of 200 people. Yeah, and I absolutely killed that fucking show. Did you let them know what was up about the restaurant? No,
1: I didn't. But also the restaurant had already contacted me and let me know that they had terminated the guy that was. Well, that's why
0: they had to act so quickly. I would have fucking, if I was the owner of that restaurant and I saw, like, oh, I've been tagged in the story by Ty Rivera, Yeah, that would have I would have been nightmare fuel.
1: Yeah. And then also, you know, since I was in El Paso, they were also seeing on my stories. I'm sure that different people because, you know, I'd shared people putting uh, this guy was great at the comedy club. And Mm -hmm. so that adds to the legitimacy where they're like, oh, this guy really does have some audience here in El Paso. And now he's talking about our restaurant and. It's not in a positive way. And that's not like I'm not like that chick that was chasing you around. Like, I don't have time for that crazy people stuff. I would never accuse anybody of being discriminatory or make a big deal over something that just wasn't because really, I don't want that in my life. And I wouldn't want the karma associated with it. But if you fuck up, then I will legitimately call you out. And that's just what it is. And I'm not going to change that apart. That part. Yeah, about I mean, me. it'd be like that. Well, that's like what we talked about earlier when it's like at a certain point you get like, no, I'm just not going to put up with everybody's shit all the time. And I respect that we're just coming out of a shutdown. So I feel like everybody should be working extra hard to make their money. That's the way I feel with maybe, stand
0: Maybe that person wanted to get fired so they can collect unemployment.
1: They Well, when you get fired, you can't get unemployment. you yeah, got to be laid off. Or, laid off, okay. Yeah, they. if you get fired, you don't get unemployment. I think that's the way it works with unemployment.
0: I don't know. Honestly, I've never collected unemployment. Yeah,
1: I'm not an unemployment person either, but well, you know, I haven't always had jobs that would allow for that. So
0: (laughs) not everything's getting uh, tacked onto the Social Security at the end.
1: Well, no, but just like, you know, if you're fucking, you know, we've I've discussed my past on what's it called? Uh, You know, who's going to pay out unemployment on a fucking whore?
0: Yeah, you're like, could you fill out this canine for me?
1: Yeah, like, you think I'm going to fucking, you know, be able to get, get unemployed. Right. Like, who's going to who's gonna pay on that?
0: No like,
1: one. you know, it doesn't make sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, and then stand-up comedy, you know, yeah, there you could get it. Um, I guess a lot of people got it, you know, but I don't know.
0: I'm not very, uh, I'm not that great with, uh, with knowing all that shit.
1: Well, who is, well, some people, some, some people, people are. really are.
0: Yeah, yeah, never mind. Let me not. Some people are on their shit.
1: Yeah, some people are completely all about it. You know, yeah, I've met a few of those people that are like, this is how you get food stamps, this is how you get WIC, this is how, and I'm like, how do you even know this? Literally. It'll be like a single guy that can tell you how to get WIC, and WIC is for pregnant women, so it's like, how do you know the WIC system, too? Yeah, that's weird. But they just know the system, I guess.
0: That's how my mom was. That's why, you know, she went to college and all that shit. It's good. It's so smart. It's how so she survived. It's what kept her from being a homeless person.
1: Yeah, it's it's smart. I'm not gonna pretend like it's not you know yeah. a good skill to have.
0: It doesn't bother me that much. I don't really care. Like everybody can do what they want to do.
1: Nothing bothers me that way either. I don't care what other people are doing. I don't concern myself. with What them. is
0: annoying though is at my work is when people like get hella rude and like pay like crazy intricate drinks and stuff, and then they pay with a snap card or EBT. And I'm like, this isn't even your fucking money, bitch. Like, yeah. Could you calm down? Like, you don't don't treat me like shit. I'm actually working for my money right now. Uh huh.
1: They act like they're a hardworking person, and really,
0: yeah, they're like, why? Or they're like, can I get that hot? Actually, because you can get cold items, but not hot items. So that I'm like, no, you can't get that hot. Oh, I'll have to give that- you a refund and re-ring you up because fuck you.
1: Is that the and way it cause works? Because I'll get
0: fired if they find out I did that. Yep, that's how it works. Yeah, I didn't prepared know that. items. You can't pay for it with EBT, but unprepared items. And it only because it's a coffee shop and a grocery store. So can they get the sandwiches? No. No, they can't get
1: a sandwich? because no, they're hot items. Oh, okay. Hot items they mm-hmm. can't get. That's what you said. But huh? anything
0: that's uh, like the pastries or anything they can get with EBT.
1: So can they get like a iced whatever? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Iced or frappuccinos. All right. And they're like, I'll add f- extra, extra caramel, add four shots. That's a petty-ass workaround. You
1: know what I mean? That's like some true poor people, like, just try to be petty for the sake of it. Like, I'll go get a nice coffee because I can get that with my Oh, my God, literally. It's so annoying. (laughs) Okay, well, you learn something new every day. So if I get a Snap card, which I don't think Las Vegas is Snap. I don't remember. Somebody told
0: me what it was, but it's not – Snap yeah, is I a don't really know either. California program, I believe. You know I know I own. know the card though. I see it come I see the dirty fingernails pull it out of their fucking their EBT. <laughs> yeah, their EBT wallet. <laughs> their
1: EBT wallet. You just made their Which whole like, wallet EBT. i yeah, right out of the boob. <laughs> yeah, that's that's out of out from under your titty money for sure. But yeah, um so what else do you have planned coming up? Because uh, I met you when you were out here, like met you in real life mm-hmm. when you were out here for Tom Bomb's Comedy Festival, which was mm-hmm. the 420 comedy, fe- comedy Festival. So for anybody that's truly dumb out there, <clears throat> 420 week is when that happened. So about a month ago. Yeah, well, it was about a month ago. Right at about a month ago now. or yeah, no, finally well,
0: finally shows are start like all the venues are open. Um, I've got a monthly show that's uh that's going to be super dope. We sold out the last one. It was D- DJ and Tyler headlined. And uh we're going to have like that every third or fourth Thursday of the month. What sold out at your room? 50 was the capacity. Okay. The room holds 100, but COVID. COVID. Yeah. Uh and then the ro- I'm doing monthly roast battles and we could fit probably 200 in the patio there, but So you're doing a $20 ticket? 20 dollars yeah just keeping it 20 around the board if you want to come to my shows just pay 20 fucking dollars or go to the open mic if you want to see all the shitty comics yeah talk about their dicks yeah well that's and people come at me they're like 20 dollars is a lot because chico's had a lot of like a long history of music shows and stuff with like two dollar cover you know stupid shit like that but it's like we all got stimuluses like Just pay fucking $20 and it'll be worth it.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing with COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, COVID happened and now it's time to start paying for some stuff because plenty of us are trying to still make up for that COVID time when we are off. And there's also the fact that i feel like i feel like it has to work both ways and i'm completely willing to do what i have to do on my end like when it comes to that because a lot of people think i don't give a fuck about anything but really when it comes to giving the audience their money's worth that's something i'm very big on like i always want to make sure people have good show or i give people a good show
0: well and it's a good deal because it's 20 dollars. there's no drink minimum hella parking at unwind uh and it's it's all good, but like you go to a comedy club, the food's gonna suck. You're gonna have to buy two items, probably not including the the food doesn't count. Parking's hell expensive. If you're at like Laughs Unlimited, you're gonna get a fucking parking ticket that's like eighty dollars,
1: twenty dollars plus. Uh, usually it's, a service it's a charge night
0: for for you and your date to go out to a comedy show at a comedy club.
1: Yeah, and, and it, there's usually a service charge. Mm. Like if you're if you're lucky, the ticket's twenty dollars at a comedy club, and then there's gonna be the service charge. That the ticketing system adds on as well mm-hmm. so you're gonna be probably what, closer I, to.
0: I did this show and I don't really want to call it a bringer show but it's a bringer show uh, right as like stuff opened up for a few months and nobody was fucking there because it was like who's gonna go out to a comedy club and spend this money for a Wednesday night show hmm there was like five people in the audience and they were all like 20 feet apart yeah brutal yeah so your show is a Friday night Thursday night the, 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 and that's what makes it even better for uh to get like other comics to come out it's not like a fucking f- taking away one of their friday nights Primetime weekend the roast battle is on a friday but the roast battle we're just booking open micers for it who was it that bought my cd for you i forget the guy's name jake
1: mccowan jake mccowan yeah he's been very nice he wanted to get me out there at some point mm-hmm. and you know said he still wants to we just got to figure it out once we get back to normal. Yeah. Um, and then I also would want to add that to other things and, you know, mm-hmm. make it so that it's I can make a weekend out of it if I go that far. Otherwise, it would be just crazy expensive because, you right. know, for it to be but worth it. if you it.
0: get a, a show at Laughs and they let you stay in the condo or whatever, then it's...
1: When does it usually happen?
0: Uh, His show or my show? His show. Uh, His was just, he just threw it once. Okay. It's not like a regular thing. It was in his backyard. All right. We did three of them. It was... Um, I think we did three but they were all good The last one we did was a wrestling comedy show So we like started with like three comics And then it was a wrestling show afterwards It was fucking bananas
1: Yeah that sounds
0: great It was awesome I've never liked wrestling or been around it But I had so much fun
1: Yeah and so tell people where they can see you And give them any other information just to wrap it up Because we're almost done here I told you guys we have an agreement It doesn't go over in an hour the one with Cody which I just put out last week well it'll be last week by the time you saw it technically it's coming out right now after I get done with this one it should probably have gone live already but I don't know it's coming out as a premiere but if you guys haven't seen that one check it out it's with Cody Woods and I'll put the bing 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 right here so you can check it out but um, I don't like to do over an hour because I feel like you guys can only take so much and to be honest I can only take so much. Anyway, where can people find you Dylan?
0: So you can find me uh, Chico I do shows every Wednesday Thursday and Chico and then we're doing monthly stuff It's all on my social media at Dylan comedy and then uh, Dylan Collins and then I branded my shows. They're called funny ball. So that's there's a funny ball Instagram and Facebook page And uh, trying to expand and, you know, hit more cities and quit my job at Starbucks so I can enjoy my life. Yeah, and your YouTube? YouTube is uh, Dylan Comedy also. Dylan Comedy. And what's the real deal? Uh, So I've done a few podcasts. I thought I wanted to, like, do one like you did. And I did three of them. And the first one was good. The second one was shitty. uh, And it just went downhill because editing is so annoying. It is. It's the worst. You know, and I just, I was
1: using iMovie forever, Mm -hmm. you know, like the whole time I've been using iMovie. But I was told Final Cut is better and more professional. And for like shooting these, it really is, or I should say editing these, it really is when I do the podcast with the guest, But when it's just me, it's a lot of extra stuff. Well, it'll help with the sound. You know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut until I do. I haven't done a solo and used Final Cut yet.
0: I use Premiere for all my stuff, and it's it's just the one I learned how to use. I took a class in college. Sure. And do
1: you feel like you can make smooth cuts, or do you feel like they always come out like jump cuts?
0: They all, they're pretty choppy, but I feel like that's – like, you see the, the popular shit that, like, my nieces listen to. They're, like, 12. That's how, like, all these people's videos are. It's, like, cut, 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 cut. It's Nothing's really smooth. Yeah
1: iMovie will really make some smooth cuts sometimes like Mm. that's one thing I do miss from using iMovie because it bothers me and I know it shouldn't bother me but I don't like when it's like a obvious cut but Mm it just is what it is yeah it is what it is i'll always find ways to hide it plus you know what i mean like i can cut to you and then all of a sudden we come back to But
0: meetings. it's not like a stand it it really hurts a stand-up uh performance oh yeah when you're like okay they're what did they cut out right there
1: but those i just like to let go like even my um like the cd you bought the album mm-hmm. or jake bought where'd uh, you record that by the way
0: huh where did you record that
1: at the irvine improv the old irvine improv okay and I did it in one that was just one performance and it's not edited it's just it is what it is and so it's really good thanks yeah and so and that's the way I feel about stand-up like when I do the special that I'm gonna shoot I don't want a lot of cuts in that I know they have to because of different angles and stuff but I really and I tell people all the time you know if you just tell me it's time for us to do this. I'll give you one clean that you can just have just like that. You know, I don't want to have to wear the same thing for three days in a row and record six shows or whatever the fuck. Let's just do it in one.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a lot. Yeah. Where they have, like multiple shows that's crazy
1: and I like the challenge of it you mm. know because for me it's not really a challenge because like that's the way I work like last night you know there are a couple of people in the room that hate me like I knew that like there are other comics and they hate me and I knew that but that's the pressure I'm always used to working under so when some comics are like you know I can't work if this person's around it's like bitch get over it there's always going to be people that hate you if you're good at what you do so Especially in comedy yeah make it work do what you do crush it in front of them Just so you can throw it in their face Like last night There's nobody That can talk shit About what happened last night Nobody can be like Oh well he talks a lot of shit And then he's not that good Actually that's one of the things That's really started to Go around about me lately Here in Las Vegas Is you know People get reminded That like Well he is really funny And then the other person Just has to be like Well nobody's denying that We're just saying he's an asshole And it's like "All right, well Keep it there Who cares Yeah It's okay Yeah, some of the best comics in the world have been assholes. You know, Jackie Gleason was known for being an asshole back in the day. John Candy was an asshole. Like, a lot of comics it's have been. It's not like you're
0: Ellen DeGeneres or anything.
1: It don't look me in the eye when you say <laughs> Right after Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was part of her thing right yeah it was the don't look me in the eye and but i can kind of understand that not the don't look me in the eye to mm. that extreme but when she said that she didn't want people to talk to her because if you're dealing with interns and uh, they're people good, that want pictures well there's a good chance they're going to be newer comics mm. you know that are drawn to that job so when you might have to deal with them because people don't understand. They would think like Ellen doesn't get this. But I have a friend that writes for Chris Rock, my friend Matt Claybrooks. And he tells me that Chris Rock doesn't really deal with a lot of people and people think he's an asshole because of it. But it really is because you would be surprised at the number of people, even though he's Chris Rock, will still ask him to open for him if they can get on one of his shows. And he's just like, you know, you would think He'd be past that at that point, or right. people would be smart enough to be like, you know, that's not an option. But people are bold. And so Ellen probably feels the same way. Like, yeah, I don't really want to. I mean, deal I totally get that.
0: it. Like, I'll, I'll be at an open mic sitting by myself, like, just like not trying to hang out with anybody. And people are like, well, you're all over here by yourself. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, that's not on accident. Yeah. It's because I don't want to deal with any of you guys right now. I feel the same way. That's,
1: that's what you get for booking two shows, though. Anyway, you guys, stay unbothered.